Welcome to the Weekly Investment Outlook podcast from Deutsche Bank's International Private Bank, looking at the most important issues for investors in the week ahead. Hello and welcome to this week's CIO Weekly Investment Outlook podcast. I'm Sarah Stabler, Deputy Head of Communications for the International Private Bank. I'm sitting here in Singapore with our Chief Investment Officer in Asia Pacific, Stephanie Hotzigen. Stephanie, Happy Lunar New Year. I hope you've had a good start to the Year of the Rabbit. Welcome back. Thanks, Sarah, and Happy Lunar New Year to you too. Thank you. So we're looking at what's driving the markets in Asia, and there's been a lot of activity. Uh, it's a lot, certainly looking um, more positive with uh, China's reopening. Can you talk us through what, what's uh, in the week ahead? Of course, we're recording this on Friday for the week ahead. Yeah, so um, of course, because of the um, festivities, not every market is fully back in swing. And uh, so um, we will only have next week to really assess the sentiment. But I can share that, um, you know, the positive sentiment is justified. We get uh, already some facts and data from the holiday travel and also box office data in China showing signs of recovery and people really taking advantage of uh, Beijing's pivoting away from the COVID zero policy. Um, we've also seen some Hong Kong immigration data uh, showing um, you know, that in the week leading uh, to January the 22nd, the visitors from mainland China and you know, Hong Kong is that gateway there, jumped to about 11,000 per day. Um, whilst in December, the average was around 2,000. Like this is this is only 9% of the daily average in 2019 before the pandemic uh, then hit and uh, borders had to be closed in response. So there is still uh, much more upside, but you can already see in the activity data that these jumps are taking place. So the, the positive sentiment is also backed up uh, by a reality check that we're already getting. So quite excited about that here in the region. Yeah, it's great to see um, things things returning and th- that sort of flow of people and shopping and spending and general activity. Uh, of course, this week we've also seen quite a lot of news uh, from the big te- tech companies about layoffs, and that is less less positive for, for many people, obviously. Um, but w- what's your sort of comment uh, about that and, and how it plays into expectations for central bank activity? Yeah, so this week's uh, news was, of course, very much in context of um, the earnings season and uh, companies taking opportunity to advising on how they're preparing uh, for an economic outlook, the way they are assessing it. And as you know, as a company and our outlook, we also forecast a recession, although short lived and um, and um, shallow, but um, the uh, uh, the really center stage for the week ahead will come from the central bank reaction function to scrutinizing uh, the data uh, and the inputs. So um, before I talk about the next week where we have the Fed, we have the ECB, we have the Bank of England, let me just quickly uh, highlight um, an interesting central bank action for this week um, because the Bank of Canada was uh, meeting this week and they were the first one to signal pausing, quite explicitly so. So um, just to recap, they raised rates for an eighth consecutive time. They now stand at four and a half percent. And then they were saying they expect to move to the sidelines and assess the impact of its rapid tightening on the economy. 
So while the 25 basis points matched expectations of forecasters, most didn't see the central bank being so explicit in declaring a potential endpoint to rate increases. Then, of course, they made a point to articulate that they are determined to keep rates higher for longer, even if they pause. So informing the market that a pause doesn't mean central bankers will now move to cutting rates anytime soon, which is uh, what the market is looking for signs for, actually, uh, at the moment. So that was an interesting blueprint. I'm sure other central bankers are watching and also the market reaction to that. We had uh, US GDP data that got special attention because the Fed, of course, is uh, is um, looked at as to whether they look through a slowdown in the economy and continue with its hikes. How does the labor market play into, into this? We also get labor market data at the end of next week, uh, the non-farm payrolls. So all attention now on the Fed that is uh, deciding on the 2nd of February and um, um, obviously um, was slowing its pace of rate hikes in December after four straight 75 basis point increases and is now expected to deliver a 25 basis points hike and will then sit at 475. Because in recent weeks with inflation coming down, of course, speculation has been building that they will take its foot off the pedal, uh, you know, with, with inflation coming down quicker than expected. And other indicators suggest that, uh, you know, last year's tightening is now taking a hold in the economy. But um, um, now, Jay Powell's commentary will, of course, be scrutinized and watched for signals on whether there's a peak um, and, uh, you know, maybe a pause. How is that? Uh, will that be advertised? And um, so it, it's, it's a very important uh, week uh, for us. Absolutely. I'm sure all eyes will be watching it. But um, speaking of all eyes, let's move across to Europe now, because I think you also mentioned the ECB and BOE a meeting this week as well. Exactly. So um, Europe is also uh, uh, very interesting. Uh, we expect a 50 basis points hike by the ECB now also on the 2nd of February. But of course, the market will be looking for further hints as to whether there is an intention to hike by another 50 basis points or then downshift to 25 basis points in March. We get January inflation data on the 1st of Feb. That will be key. Um, expectations are for continued slide and in headline inflation, but then of course core inflation could hold steady and increase again. And then, you know, that would cement the case for another 50 basis points in March. So, um, yeah, also, um, interesting to see the fourth quarter GDP numbers that come out, uh, next week. So a lot to digest on that end. And then in Europe as well, the Bank of England is expected to similarly hike by 50 basis points. But anticipation is growing that this will be followed uh, maybe by a 25 basis points hike in March before then a pause. So it's all about, you know, that pivot. Is it coming in? How's it, how's it been communicated, um, et cetera? Yeah, a big week for, for Europe as well. Uh, now, Sitting here in Singapore, of course, uh, we're in Southeast Asia and we're, we're very close with South Asia. And of course, next week is the ex India budget on the 1st of February. Would you like to talk a little bit about expectations for that one? Yeah, actually, let me put it in a bigger headline of debt sustainability, which we have also highlighted in our uh, 2000. 
23 outlook, which is not only a topic for the coming years, but most probably also already for markets in 2023. We get, um, we get uh, information on India's financial year uh, 24, which starts in April 23, budget on the 1st of February, and it will be very closely monitored. Um, we will also publish, um, you know, all the details around it and and, uh, and give uh, more detailed commentary. But of course, the financing of a 18 trillion INR deficit is a challenge. And um, so, you know, looking for that ongoing fiscal consolidation. Um, and um, yeah, this, this is an important uh, data point uh, that is coming in. But I also would like to use this opportunity to look at uh, something else that happened in January um, in the US because um, the U.S. has actually had already hit its debt limit on the 19th of January. Um, so the debt limit caps the total amount of allowable outstanding U.S. federal debt, and it sits at 31.4 trillion U.S. dollar. Now, the Department of the Treasury has been undertaking a set of extraordinary measures to set, uh, so, so that the debt limit does not yet bind. But of course, these measures, you know, estimated that you know, hopefully these are sufficient at least through early June. But now there is, uh, of course, a political um, process around it to see, um, you know, when the Congress raises or suspends the debt limit before June. There's a lot of uh, um, um, information around it that could also at one point um, dent the risk sentiment in the market, just something um, um, I wanted to highlight um, yeah. in this podcast. It, it's very clear that the year has got off to a roaring start. So there's a lot of uh, activity and uh, market uh, market uh, pieces to watch. Uh, and, you know, it's really positive that China it, it has sort of begun the, the reopening, which will be play, um, you know, support, in a supportive way for, for this Asia-Pac region, no doubt. Uh, it's been terrific to speak to you. It's so lovely to start the year off with uh, one of our podcasts in Singapore. I hope you have a terrific sort of um, week ahead and um, look forward to seeing what these central banks do. Thanks very much, Stephanie. In Europe, Middle East and Africa, as well as in Asia Pacific, this podcast may be considered marketing material, but this is not the case in the US. No assurance can be given that any forecast or target can be achieved. Forecasts are based on assumptions, estimates, opinions and hypothetical models which may prove to be incorrect. Past performance is not indicative of future returns. Performance refers to a nominal value based on price gains and losses and does not take into account inflation. Inflation will have a negative impact on the purchasing power of this nominal monetary value. Depending on the current level of inflation, this may lead to a real loss in value, even if the nominal performance of the investment is positive. Investments come with risk. The value of an investment can fall as well as rise, and you might not get back the amount originally invested at any point in time. Your capital may be at risk. The services described in this podcast are provided by Deutsche Bank AG or by its subsidiaries and or affiliates in accordance with appropriate local legislation and regulation. Deutsche Bank AG is subject to comprehensive supervision by the European Central Bank, by Germany's Federal Financial Supervisory Authority and by Germany's Central Bank. Brokerage services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated, 
a broker-dealer and registered investment advisor which conducts investment banking and securities activities in the United States. Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated is a member of FINRA, NYSE and SIPC. Lending and banking services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Trust Company Americas, member FDIC, and other members of the Deutsche Bank Group. The products, services, information, and or materials referred to within this podcast may not be available for residents of certain jurisdictions. Copyright 2023, Deutsche Bank AG, and or its subsidiaries. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be used, reproduced, copied or modified without the written consent of Deutsche Bank AG.